At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hello, welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's the podcast where we talk about educational films, experimental avant-garde films, and interesting documentaries. This is Matt. Hello, Andrew. Hello. And um, I've got a question for you. <laughs> I think of, I know what it is. Of course you know what it is, because I'm introducing this film. If footmen tire you, what will horses do? shit in the street whoops yeah. i don't i don't really have an answer for that so i, 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 I had to look up what a footman was what's a footman i didn't bother <laughs> footman is is like a foot soldier you know oh, okay. and so if if um you know and if if being chased on foot sucks then how are you going to deal with when they're on horses coming after you oh, and okay. when i say they i mean the communists the, the 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 Russian communists with Cuban accents. That was all that over the place, wasn't it? This film. Um, tell us a little bit about the the synopsizing of this one. Okay, well, this is a Christian propaganda film. Uh, it was made in, I believe, uh, was in the seventies, right? Yeah, it might have been like seventy. Nineteen seventy, and it was bankrolled by. Uh, a guy who was a uh, um, like a big time minister, in a southern, <laughs> as you'll tell from watching the movie. Everyone has a southern accent. Even the even the the, the foreign people have a, you know what I mean. There's a little bit of a twist to it. Um, but it is a scenario in which he is describing in a sermon that I imagine he wrote for his congregation about um, what the future will be like um, when. Uh, people renounce christianity and um it's then uh an hour's worth of people being tortured and murdered and had you seen this before no no you introduced it to me okay so i saw this through nicholas winding ruffin's um website because he has a bunch of archived and restored experimental things on there and i've actually seen this in a public screening also <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, the fake blood quotient is definitely um, notable in this one with the nice dawn of the dead, punchy, light, bright red blood. Yeah, it's great. Um, I don't know a whole lot about how it was made. I just know that there was a like an actual B-movie filmmaker who was in a plane crash that he walked away from, like a small engine, like probably his private plane or whatever that he was flying. And um, after that, he became like a super holy roller and um, was made Christian movies the rest of his life and made a couple movies with this guy. And this was the other one is called like something like, are you ready for hell? Or I can't remember what the name of it is. Are it's got a few. Hell? Yeah, I can't remember what exactly it is, but this is the big one. Like the other one had the hell scenes are pretty great, but they're kind of repetitive. This movie has. Were you shocked by it? I was shocked by it. 
I don't know. I don't know if anything shocks me anymore. It's a little bit like a much more violent version of a uh, Red Nightmare or something. With what's Red? What's Red Nightmare? Describe it. Oh, that's when we did on this podcast uh, several months ago, which is narrated by um, oh, Dragnet dude Jack Webb. Talking Jack about, Webb. Yeah, and it's uh, funded by Jack. Uh, by I guess Jack Warner was the Living Warner at the time, so um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was a TV production of you know this is what happens when you don't. In this case, it was like you're not doing your community duty. So this is what happens when the communists take over. So he goes to sleep and everyone, his town is turned into like communist land. And that yeah. was very cold and talking about what we need to do to serve the quotas, things like that. So, yeah. Whereas this one, this is just bananas. I mean, it's like the ravings and ramblings of a lunatic <laughs> delivered sincerely and like as though they were facts. However, you're seeing some really like, I mean, this stuff. Okay, let's put it this way. If the things that happen and if footmen tire you were to all happen in a like horror movie or something from this era, that movie would be notorious. Yeah, but this one has the um, the the shield, the shielding powers of Jesus to kind of help it out. Right. But um. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Perkle. Perkle. I wrote it down here. Uh, I'm going to perkle you. Oh. I always like to perkle up to a good book. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the guy who he narrate. He doesn't just narrate the movie. He's on screen a lot. Right. It's. I mean, if not for all the blood, it would be a boring talking head thing. Yeah. I mean, it would still be funny to listen to him describe this like nightmare hellscape that he seems to know a lot about (laughs) like who told you about this stuff i mean it's not i'm not familiar with the bible but he cites the bible a few times but this shit wasn't all laid out in the bible there's no way well it depends on how you want to read it and which translation you've gotten (laughs) so it doesn't matter what translation because you know like um i mean there's things like just where something in english sounds ridiculous and it's translated back to greek and then maybe back to hebrew and it means something completely different okay but is it then i get i guess this is a dumb thing to even ask but do you think it's pot even fathomable that someone could have interpreted it this way or do you think he's got like his own twisted like do you think this guy's off his nut well, um, if you want to interest, I don't know if you listened to this episode, but we did a Star Trek on this podcast with Jim Willis, who used to be, a, he spent 40 years as an evangelical minister in, in, okay. uh, in, I think, New Hampshire or something, not, not down south. But, and then when he retired, he was like, what the hell was I talking about the whole time? And now he's into like, you know, like Eskoshic fields and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that episode about the um, snake handlers. It was that true life thing or whatever right. it was. So it's that, it's that, I mean, you could see this church next week, you know, this week is his uh, fire and brimstone surgeon and his surgeon's ser- um, sermon. And next week we're, we're bringing out the snakes, you know? Yeah. But I don't know what kept going through your mind as you were watching it, but the thing, and I've now seen this probably three times. The thing I kept thinking about was how does this guy know in detail how this shit is always going to go down unless He's the one who plans on actually, but you know what I mean? Like he's trying to say this is something he's against, but he's actually like planning this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like rip, rip the mask off and he's red skull or something. Oh, that'd be, that would have been an awesome ending for this movie. But, uh, 
<laughs> but I will say for me, the real star of this has to be the uh, porn king, communist Nazi um, uh, Castro guy. <laughs> he was great, wasn't he? Yeah, I was almost like, oh, man, I hope they just hired him from the outside because I don't want him to be part of this church. <laughs> I think he was an actor. In fact, um, it would be worthwhile looking him up because there's just absolutely no way this was the only movie he played a villain in. Because, I mean, he just had, you know, he had that face and that, oh, God, he was so menacing. Um, Your the highlight didn't bring us any candy. <laughs> You know, Fidel Castro never gave me candy either. I do have to throw out the other side of the coin there. <laughs> Not once. Not even a piece of hard candy from Fidel Castro to me. I feel like we should... Um, your notes are great, by the way. That's like just part of some of the most hilarious stuff that you wrote. I feel... I would... I want to... For people that listen to this podcast that don't end up actually watching the movies... In this case, you would have to sit through about an hour long. It was about an hour? Yeah. Like 50 um, minutes. I, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little longer yeah, than the, uh, average bear. But I feel it. Yeah, it is. But I feel it plays really well. Like it actually plays like a, a B movie, like a, a like an exploitation film. It really oh, it does. does. If you watch this as satire, which unfortunately it's not. But if you were to watch this satire, it'd be a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. Um I feel like we should run down some of the violent acts that happened in this movie. What were the ones that like stood out for you in terms of like, I can still remember this. Um, probably the, um, you know, like dozens of kids lying on the ground, dead covered in blood. Cause you know, those kids were having a fantastic time. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a lot of fun if they'd come out around a doorville and been like, look, man, we need some kids that are going to pretend to be dead. We'd be like, all right. I just assumed they had the church service and they all came out. Okay. Okay. It's fake blood time kids. Like, I did. I thought that's, I thought that same thing. I thought, you know, it was like, all right, now the church is making a movie. You need to delay there. And like, don't laugh to me when you're, when we're casting your severed head, <laughs> which I'm not kidding. You know, you're I'm not. not that's kidding. why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they show he was hardcore. He was. So that's kind of like the big shocker ending. Um, but earlier in the movie, they have, doesn't, don't they shove pencils in one kid's ears? Oh, oh, oh they puncture his eardrum so he can't hear the word of the Lord. That's right. That's right. Um, but I yeah, mean, they're they sh- about communism that way either, can he? Because he hasn't learned to read. No, he yet. can't. Oh, God. Enemies of logic, these people. And then, um, yeah, many, many scenes of these guys just with their machine guns, just like <laughs> just mowing down everybody, piles of kids dead. Um, like, what do you think's worse, Private Ryan or this? It's been a real long time since I watched Private Ryan. Uh, this one has <laughs> nice, bright blood and, and Private Ryan desaturates a lot. So I'm going to give it to this one. Okay. <laughs> um but but yeah that's true we we did skip ahead get it a little bit but um <laughs> one kid finally um one kid defiantly stands up to the main bad guy in his face and uh he's got a cute little southern accent all tough and country <laughs> you can't and, uh, change my mind house <laughs> you ain't gonna ding dang ding dang come up in my ding dang ding dong but um for his troubles and for his effort he gets his head chopped off very quickly too that i feel like there need to be a bit of sawing action to make that happen properly 
ah, nah, not not with a kid. With a you know proper execution, you get a couple of blows in there, but with this kid, it just comes right off like a top. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. a pixie stick or no, or not a um a Pez candy dispenser. Just and it so rolls down. <laughs> you were asking about um uh, Private Ryan, but I think Clockwork stuck in my mind more as far as like which one would be more disturbing. Is that right? Okay. Violence wise, uh, let's let's we'll, we'll leave the sex content out because that's not in here really. As it's a event, I mean they allude to it, of course. But hey, they you do. know what they don't they don't show that. You know the whole scene. I wanted to see what was going to happen when the girl that went to the church went back outside to meet her boyfriend, and they they didn't show that. That's true. Well, what do you think happened? It, he said he's going to pick her up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I want, if, yeah, that's why I want to see if she's like, I can't get no jalapeno with you no more because I'm with the preacher Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And there was one part where someone's grandmother or their mom it was like an old lady speaking oh, from it, beyond the grave. It was mom, but mom looked like she was like 92. Yeah. Okay. And there's this really prolonged thing of her talking about how her wishes for the younger generation like you can go piss oh you know wishes are like farts how does this work <laughs> i don't know you can go you can shit in one hand and have cornbread in the other and see which one tastes better <laughs> <laughs> mom that's not how that works that is not how that goes but yeah, talk about a pushy mom, you know, it's like, <laughs> I won't impose my views upon you, but that is how this, this sort of uh, thing works, right? I, I don't know. I don't have any real experience with like religious hypocrisy. I never went to church. Um, I've, I mean, yeah, weren't not saying grace at the table. We weren't raised, even though we do, um, we, I, we did come up in the South and definitely in the Bible Belt and definitely where the Southern Baptists were. Um, I guess it was because my folks, uh, their parents were kind of like that. One side was Baptist, one side was Catholic. And part of their generation was kind of rebelling against it by letting us be free thinkers, I guess. I don't know what that was. But as a result, yeah, a couple of heathens. So yeah. I didn't have the traumatic experience or confusing experience that some did with religion in their youth. But as a result, I also am very uneducated about it. I grew up, uh, my, my parents went to Episcopal church. They both were, and uh, they had gay peace, peace, gay priests 20 years ago, so they're not the most hardcore of religions. Yeah, that was always the impression I got about uh, about that religion from, from you. It was that, more just uh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> boring would have been the biggest crime there. <laughs> yeah, so, but as a result, you know, like, I have no real clue of, how people might have responded that saw this like do you think he held screenings at his church or he tried to book it in other cities i mean they, there's not a whole lot of information out there about this i was hoping it was a big tent like what was that steve martin movie oh god <laughs> <laughs> i know what you're talking about or more like the cavalcade of perversion <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i, yeah, I guess he, i'd rather watch that i don't know this one, yeah, yeah. okay this one is highly entertaining yeah <laughs> like, yeah no I, that's why i recommend it think like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i guess depending on your experience you could find this really disturbing i mean and i in a way i guess i do but it's all about context i just thought it was ridiculous from end to end completely implausible 
but knowing some people thought this was going to happen, is this a Christian scare film? I mean, would you call it that? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is in uh, close proximity to uh, Mark and I doing a Jack Chick thing. So I guess we're, we're having a revival uh, scene recently around here. <laughs> oh, right. Well, yeah, this is a lot of this could be like Jack Chick's movie, right? Totally. Yeah, this is this is a better. I mean, we watch like an animation that was made a little tongue in cheek, you know, but um, yeah. yeah, this is more true to, to his thing. So um, I guess I'll just read some of the quotes that I wrote down. Um, Please do, because I could not. I mean, this stuff is just golden all the way through the movie. I wrote down, I'm a lover, not a Christian. That was that was a fun one, (laughs) 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 which is which means that when she came in, she would just tore a Babylon and up that church, you know. Um, Oh, uh, yeah. And then when she comes in, I I, I was hoping he just does this like 24 seven, like he's a robot that just keep the servant never ends. That would be pretty (laughs) cool. But uh I like this one. Dan- dancing is the front door to adultery. <laughs> Out the back door. <laughs> yeah. And then this could lead to something like a two-year trial marriage. I'm like, that, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Not a Seriously. bad idea at all. <laughs> um, I think in Star Trek, it's like the Ferengi, it's like five-year contracts, right? So like, They got it right, do- man. No, really. <laughs> For real. Um, so I thought that I, we got your Jesus didn't bring us any candy. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and the and the last one I just, I, of course, I punctuated with, "Will you come? Will you come? Will you come?" <laughs> you know, a little grunt at the end there. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure he. I'm sure he did when he watched this movie. Yeah, when he did the uh, the ADR, he was he was actually jerking it. <laughs> yeah, talking well, directly you know, I, to. Yeah, that's always my thought with these things when it comes to this extreme uh, content like this, especially back then. Is that usually the one who suspects the most like underhanded evil? You know, and the same goes for those guys that sat there taking apart the heavy metal lyrics. Remember, right. Um, <laughs> I suspect them to be the, it's the old thing of the, he who smelt it, dealt it. The first, <laughs> the one who's like, Oh God, somebody farted is the loudest is usually the one who actually did the farting. So I think, yeah, it would be reasonable to, to, uh, to kind of go ahead and assume that this guy that made this movie was, I mean, he was messed up. He, he, he had to have been the one to say, oh, let's cut the kids heads off. <laughs> someone had to say that someone had to go make a fake head of the child someone had to say that someone had to go stick a pencil in his ears a, kid, a kid's ears you know what's gonna shock him when we show him lynching the white people now because <laughs> of course that stuff never happened in the south did it well and not to use the word the term preaching to the choir because but I don't think I don't think this movie saved anyone. No, it's, it's, it, yeah, like you said, right? So, um, you know, it repulsed just, people. Well, um, it make, I, see, my thought, the note I wrote was uh, Jesus is just all right with copious amounts of fake blood. That's <laughs> perfect. It, it really made me think about the, um, the Christian haunted houses. Did you ever hear about those? No. 
Oh my gosh, dude. There is a, um, there's a documentary about one or two of them. They were so extreme in their depictions of hell and suffering um, that they actually upset people that went through them, especially some people that were like going through just as a goof, like, oh, we'll go to the funny Christian haunted house. And then they'll show someone like two people screaming on hospital beds, both of them dying of AIDS. And one of them is saying like, this one got to go to heaven because he um, renounced his homosexuality, but this other one did not. And they went to hell and it shows it happening like red light on someone. I mean, it was awful. And then people come out of there going like, I thought this was just going to be funny and goofy and dumb, but that actually offended the living shit out of me. <laughs> that yeah again calvacay of perversions i don't know what would be more fun one that's there to scare you or offend you i, I yeah <laughs> well uh, cavalcade of perversion and this is where i think this guy could have really made some money instead of off of a movie uh, which was going to be made for la- or watch for laughs for the most part like we said it's not going to change anybody's mind um, other than put you off of religion as opposed to get you to join. Like what maniacs would make this and sign off on it? Um, to have a tent show that actually like acted this stuff out and had plants in the audience of a kid that they could actually murder and things like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty wild. That's, that's this October, man. Someone's got to run with that idea. <laughs> God, they, they're basically doing the real thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Oh, yeah. When he starts claiming, you, you're saying he seems to know. He's like, I've met with God. I'm like, if God meets with you, you don't really need organized religion, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're in the big time, man. Yeah, you got one to one there, so you're cool. <laughs> exactly, man. What are you making the fucking movie for? I put here that uh, God's day is the simultaneous 24 hour quadrants that make up the time cube. <laughs> That seems to fit the logic pretty well. And, uh, <laughs> and folks, look at the time cube. If you don't know it, you can read that thing for hours. <laughs> It'll never make any sense. And he'll tell you're an asshole because you don't understand it over and over. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. In a way, I wish this guy had made more movies. But as it stands, I feel like he only made two that I'm aware of that I've seen. Yeah, but the well, director... Um, God, I don't. I'm going to say the wrong thing. It's not Alan Ormsby because that's the guy that made Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, and that guy was not. But it's Orman, maybe. He wasn't a big. He didn't make a lot of big B movies. This this kind of like happened like very early in his career. This this plane crash incident, right? But yeah, he he walked away and walked right into the offices of maniacs it's like this. <laughs> Is that the first place you go? Yeah, I mean, because you have like, I, I guess he he just had a shocking experience, not like a near death experience, right? <sighs> I because if he had a I proper mean, near death experience, there's not a lot. Sorry, you might be glitching out. Dun, 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 dun. Are you frozen? There's no, not a you're waiting. That I know. Yeah. No. Um, there's not a whole lot that I know about it, but I do know that uh, it was enough to, because he walked away, he felt like it was a miracle and he should devote the rest of his life to uh, Jesus H. Jesus H. Okay, Ron Orman, there we go. 
Sorry, I was looking up the info there. Ron, the, Ron Orman. What did he make? Did you look him up? Uh, yeah, I just got I his name. I can't tell you one of the regular movies he made, but he made one that I think people... Let's see if we can get that. My, uh, maybe the internet's a little funky today. Died eight. Oh, he's pretty old when he started making these. Oh, okay. He he was he made lots of stuff early on. We got Untamed Mistress, White Lightning Road, Sped Up Cars, and Barnyard Babes. All right. Please Ooh. don't touch me. Why did marriage have to be like this cruel ugly? Why couldn't it bring me the happiness I longed for? Please don't touch. Okay, interesting. Did he make a monster movie or anything like that? Yeah, it looked like he was making uh, some pretty sp- serious exploitation films. We got the Frontier Phantom. It looks like he did some, um, you know, co- country movies. Uh, I'm guessing they might be more country than western. You know, Girl from okay. Tobacco Row. Um, ah, okay. Well, I I think though this explains, and this would be the right era because these are mostly '60s that he was making. Yeah, he made yeah. for '50s and '60s. Um, Okay, his directing, let's see. He did Please Don't Touch Me, White Lightning Road. The, okay, so from 1971, it's a footman tire you, a documentary called The Burning Hell, The Grim Reaper. That's the other one. The Believer's Heaven and 39 Stripes. There's actually two after that, so there okay, might be burn, a few more. Burning Hell is the one that I thought was called, if, are you this minister? Yeah, and then here's a, Okay, swinging on into him. They got a, a 39 stripes is like a chain gang story or something. So he got that. So, so actually, yeah, it looks like he's a pretty prolific dude. Uh, and in the 70s, the chain, like he, he kept making exploitation. He just changed the focus of his exploitation, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, and I asked this question when I was talking to somebody about these conjuring movies. Because in the United States here, they're extremely popular, um, but they are um, God exploitation. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen because the, well, the heroes are religious. I always have an urge to watch the Left Behind movies, but I feel like I feel like I'd feel dirty if I did that. <laughs> mm, it's like, I don't know. Like the time to have actually watched those movies would have been in the nineties, I think, before they were made. <laughs> no, no. The time because, to watch them will be in about ten years when they properly okay. dated to be highly amusing. <laughs> okay, yeah, because like, I think when, from like the Bush administration forward, watching the Left Behinds would have just been like, uh, you know, they're too well, realistic. You wouldn't want to watch Footman and Nixon's America. No, true, <laughs> true. No, because you know we are actively now in a in a particular political climate where here. They'd rather see, the, um, you know, uh, the religious right would rather see children die and their heads come off than sacrifice what they feel their freedom is, which Although, is the freedom to murder people. I do. I do. One one plus is I do feel like the religious right has definitely kind of drifted out of the picture since about 15 years ago, since since the Bush administration. I mean, because, yeah. you, you know, people that are people that are totally wildly freakishly off to the right now tend not to mention god nearly as much as they used to i mean it doesn't mean they're assholes it just means they at least took that little flavor out because no one liked that flavor anymore (laughs) no it's true no and plus all the old people that believe it now are dying left and right 
Right. So it'd be insane to, you know, you find something new to rant about. <laughs> These dead people aren't going to vote for us. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, the left behind movies will probably become fantastic once uh, Kirk Cameron's, um, you know, cocaine habit comes out. Right. And just or when he becomes the president. Right. <laughs> or, uh, we laugh, but it's not even a joke anymore, is it? <laughs> I was gonna say we laughed at the other guys and I don't think we're I don't think anything's out of the realm of possibility now. <laughs> but, when uh, you've surpassed uh, Camacho from idiocracy, you know you're in trouble. But I that's kind of why this podcast sticks with more vintage stuff because the passage of time does make stuff like this more amusing. <laughs> I mean this is I an mean, amusing film if you're game for some gore because i'm pretty sure they weren't you know going gallo and like killing people in here or anything so no and, and i would recommend killing mines to, sure <laughs> yeah i would recommend this to people who enjoy like 2000 maniacs or herschel gordon lewis stuff like that or you know uh a lot of that early that 60s early gore yeah this uh, felt this very really much brings... like 2000 maniacs watching it you know like it has yeah, the same yeah. vibe basically <laughs> it does and roughly the same budget, maybe a little higher because of the yeah. costumes. Yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> the intention behind the camera is somewhat different, but the end result is about the same. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know if he really thought he would make money off something like this, but he probably didn't pay any taxes on it. Okay, before we wrap up, I just got to get the other couple of notes that probably need to be um um, read here, which is premarital sex is awesome, and you should know where to touch your woman. Because <laughs> uh, he's against both of those things, apparently. Oh, and uh, just just for you, of course, there's Scooby Doo is the Antichrist. I don't even quite remember why I wrote that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I guess because he was talking about how the um, the cartoon, the, them cartoons are rotting them kids' brains for Jesus. Yeah. Oh God, he's he's against everything. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a um, there's a website. I don't know if he still. Yeah, I think he'd still post something on there. But uh, for years, I'd go and look at one of those like insane religious websites just to see what mad rants he'd been typing recently, especially uh, the music well, was, ones. I always wanted to see what he had to say about musicians. Right? Was this Bob Larson? Reverend Bob Larson was for a time in the '90s very well known for attacking things like Power Rangers and the Smurfs. No, no, I think this this guy had a website called like uh. Jesus is Lord, right? And it's just filled okay. with rants. So um, very fun. I mean, okay, let's uh, let's give the dude his props. He, he has some entertaining writing. So <laughs> especially if you go to his music page. Um, oh, that's it. You'll spend a whole day reading that stuff. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's like I'm reading that, go. that Peter's Brothers video, right? So, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like the red version of that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am. Gonna, I think I'm going to attempt on this podcast next week. Um, doing like a website as the the uh, the main media as opposed to just a film. Oh gosh, <laughs> that would be a riot. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get an argument from me. Do it, man. Do it. Yeah, that's going to be for Chantex. If you know Chantex, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to make more sense just to look at their website in the end. <laughs> Take it, take it straight from the horse's mouth and have some psychotic episodes and lucid dreams, which this movie will do too, right? This is kind of like the film version of that if you take it seriously. I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, this this could 
give someone nightmares. I think you would, if you were predisposed to already being like sort of afraid of what people like this, the influence they will have or getting a peek inside the mind of one of the more like out there sort of a people, um, this could potentially bother you, but more, more than anything else. Um, and I would assume if you're listening to this podcast, you kind of like weird movies. I would recommend this. Yeah, 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 definitely. It is entertaining. So uh, it's just a very good, like, B-movie with a layer of ridiculous um, fire and brimstone Christianity. Have, have, you made yeah. any, have you made any movies to preach the word yet? We just preached the, preached the word of make your own movies, pretty much. Um, I guess that's my cue to uh, point people in direction of Gonzorific, G-O-N-Z-O. R-I-F-F-I-C, my friends and I here in Athens, Georgia, make our own movies. And um, our date for our yearly underground movie show is November the 12th and 13th at Athens Cine on Hancock Avenue in Athens, Georgia. Alrighty, this is Oral Hygiene. You're already here. You know that. You can also find us on Twitter or Facebook or under the podcasting umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius where you can also hear me talk about sci-fi movies at Matt Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, among some other things like Pokemons and football. That the 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 um you know the that I don't even know what that was accent I was trying to say that in, but uh, soccer or whatever. <laughs> it's because I've been football. it's because I've been working with these uh you know like down redneck accents the whole episode, right? Now I just can't work oh, it God. out. Um, yeah, I have to say as a southern person if footmen tire you is um, not going to do anything for the idea that the perception of, <laughs> of being from the Southern United States to people who aren't from here, the stereotypes doesn't do anything to like help that whole thing. <laughs> All I got to say to that is <laughs> blabber dab, blabber dab, Jesus Christ on a cracker. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.